Gonna, okay, I'm recording. We're recording. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. All right. So Spartan Dog released a pod with Tyler uh, after the game immediately. It was it was a good it was a good reaction pod. I liked it. It was very well done. Yeah. Um, they both delivered some some very good analysis. So now Lucas and I are back. Um, we're going to give you our thoughts on the Michigan State game where they Dropped the Sweet 16 game to Kansas State, 98-93 to in overtime. Um, my first thoughts were just, you know, I think you have to give a lot of credit to Kansas State. We said it before the game, they're very good, uh, and, they, and they showed that, that they were very good. Um, Marquise Noel, their star, he just absolutely sliced us up, torched us, whatever you want to say. I mean, he just... He made it all happen. That was the same things that we were saying we were concerned about before the games. However, um, some of the avoidable things that we thought were going to happen were there. Like Akins didn't start guarding Marquise Noel one-on-one straight up until, you know, I think it was four minutes left in the second half, which kind of rendered Noel more ineffective than he was. Um, I'd put a little bit on that of that on Akins and a little bit of it on his ankle injury, but Either way, it was the best method of defending him. Um, I thought it was really frustrating how Michigan State continued to overhelp on Noel pick and rolls. Uh, that he would always just find somebody open. Team was falling asleep on backdoor cuts. Just really no defense being played by either side in this game. But Kansas State played defense when it mattered, and that's why they moved on uh, to the game on Saturday. So that's really what was frustrating i mean i think before the basketball season started i came on here and i said why are people worried about a tom Izzo coach defense <laughs> um so that doesn't look really great on me because there were a couple games this season where they just really played awful defense and it ended up being what uh cost them the other thing was that uh the biggest thing that we were worried about with this team was like, who's going to take that final shot. And it kind of just made a lot of sense that it was no one. (laughs) (laughs) Lucas, I I don't know. I guess tell me um, when Marquise Noel got the steal and got the layup with time expiring, what, 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 what emotions were running through your mind? Cause I was pissed. I lost a a bet that MSU would cover four and a half at halftime. Oh shoot. Well, (laughs) more, more than him doing it. I was pissed that he's, that he got the bucket. Um, Yeah. Just a dagger in our. If, if we desk. recorded Thursday night, I was pretty heated. Like, I that's the most of emotionally involved I've been in MSU basketball. I mean, Marquette is probably obvious dumb one, but like for, gosh, it's probably been since 2020 when Cassius was going on that run. Um, I I thought we had it at certain points. You know, when we were up three points with three minutes in overtime, the Tyson I, Walker. It, it it felt like we it felt like it was our moment, but I just kept thinking back to those crazy shots they were taking. Like the, I'm not gonna lie, that lob from Noel to Johnson was sick. The the one where he did it like behind the back, that was pretty cool. <laughs> not gonna lie, but it was just amazing seeing the assist pile up and like we had no answer for it. And like you said, going to Aikens, I think if we went to him at halftime. We might be talking at least an Elite Eight appearance because we all have seen what Florida Atlantic has done since Thursday. And congratulations to them. Um, but uh, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Good luck to them. Um, 
I I'm bummed out that it ended like that. And um what bums me out even more is that usually in these games, like Tyler and I think Tyler brought up before SD, but maybe you both did at the same time. We were the villains and we're very rarely the bad guys. It felt weird that that, that, that stadium, I mean, there were a lot of Spartan fans there. They showed up, but you could tell that the, the Tennessee side and the Florida Atlantic people were rooting against us yeah. because we were the one I'm, I'm on record saying we're a blue blood, but like we were the one powerhouse that was still left in the East out of, I'm not counting Purdue. You're not a powerhouse. Um, I'm counting Kentucky and Duke, you know, as the as the obvious does. But to be the only one left and to not make it just a little bit further, it and especially with how this tournament's unfolding to where I, I honestly believe UConn is going to sleepwalk to a title. Um, unless I think Florida Atlantic could do it, which would be just an amazing moment. It's going to feel like one that got away, but not to the level of, um, you know, 2010, 2014, et cetera, 2020, 2019. It's it's not up there, but the, the more I think about it, it gets close, but I'm, I'm more at peace because, you know, I kind of want to go back and hear what we said at the beginning of the season, what our expectations were. And I think one of us said Sweet 16, maybe one of us, but like, if you told me that halfway through the season, the way things were looking, I would say, yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. You know, give, give me a sweet 16 because that means we probably upset a two or a three seed. And uh, we did that. And I I was actually, I wasn't sarcastic two weeks ago. I was confident we were going to sweet 16. I felt it. But it's always that, that human urge to want more than what you have. And we were so close. And I I just think about Joey having the opportunity to take that shot at the end. He should have taken it. And even Malik, he had a shot. Do I think he would have made it? No, but he should have taken it. He should have tried it. Because that would have been the moment for it to go in for him. And if we go to double overtime and win or lose, he's still regarded as a little bit better than he has been the last couple of days. Um, but I'm at peace with it. Um, I know Carter and I are on the opposite end. I was happy to see Florida Atlantic beat Kansas State. And it, it made me feel a little better about things. But, you know, it it still burns. But the fact that Florida Atlantic looks as good as they do makes me kind of feel a little better, if that makes sense. I get what you mean. Yeah. I get what you mean. I was just saying, like, if if I wanted Kansas State to just go, like, win the whole thing because <sighs> then it's just the – you know, it's not really good either way, but at least you can say, okay, we lost to the team that won it all. But now it's just now it's just we lost to a team that lost to some owls. Yeah, we ran into the buzzsaw that like like UConn. We ran into the buzzsaw. For for me, this is a really like overall heartbreaking Michigan State sports loss. And they also lost in just the most painful way possible for me, just because of the fact that every time Michigan State would hit a big shot. I would have yeah. no faith. I would have no faith that they would get a stop on the other end. Right. And that was, was just really, it was just really upsetting. It just was like more and more torturous. Just the fact like Akins would hit a corner three or Walker hit the top of the key three or the whole guard and ones. All of it was just meaningless because they just d- couldn't dig in on defense on the other end and get stops. Be- before SD talks, um, 
uh, verbal meme, the Fran McCaffrey build a, a college or a, a winning defense book, but put Tom Izzo's head over it. I mean, it kind of was like I might I might do that and tweet it from Bacon Order tonight. <laughs> Depends how bored I get. It, it, you got to call it out when you call it out. Okay, I'm 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 at peace with it. I've also said what I need to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, getting cooked by a midget and every southeastern Michigan uh, liquor store employee who averages five points a game. Not great. It's just I don't know. There are some losses that just that just short circuit you. Oh yeah. uh, nine game seven Stanley Cup Finals. That oh. that one short circuited me. That one's still in my head. For that's still in my head, man. 2013 ALCS, what was that, game one or game three, where Big Pop, game two, where Poppy hit that home run, that short-circuited me. Yep. Uh, there are just some some losses that just, that just absolutely, that absolutely just fuck your shit up and fundamentally change your relationship to that team and that sport. And I'm worried that this is going to become that because – I have not felt the desire to watch college basketball since I I have not cared to watch college basketball since, you know, usually if MSU loses, I can go, well, okay, there's like other good games on. I have no desire. Hmm. Um, consistent with my new Twitter bit, I kind of hate college basketball. Like Kyrie is imploding the Mavs in real time. They're like 11th place, aren't they? Like, record. Like, a <laughs> record implosion. Like, this is the fastest Kyrie has destroyed a team ever. <laughs> and, like, you want me to watch Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State? Get fucking real. I Fuck this point. sport, dude. You're like Colin Coward. When the Blue Bloods aren't involved, he's not interested. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, parody good for the sport. But honestly, like... Like they brought it up on on Thursday about how like the team went to Tom Mizzo and was like, we don't want anyone from the portal. We'll, we're good. Uh, Izzo should have a portal commitment by fucking Wednesday, if not just out of principle. Because if you look at the teams that are in the Final Four, two of them were built solely through the portal. I mean, Kansas State. I mean, FIU is like in one of the most awesome locations in America. So, like, it's not that hard to get kid. hey, you want to go live in fucking Boca Raton, Florida? Like, no shit. <laughs> but, like, Kansas State, like, the the only two guys that are still on the team were a midget and some guy averaging five points a game. Everyone else was, was through the portal. Jerome Tang built his team with a box of scraps. Yeah, I mean, and just they don't. They, even if it's just like a position you don't need, like just take a guy out of the portal just to signal to the team that you're fucking serious. I personally think Tom Izzo needs to add at least one wing transfer, and they've already talked to a couple guys, which I think is good because I'm perfectly fine um, if a certain person whose name is uh, Halik Mall doesn't come back and uh i think number one is also gone i feel like that's as close to like an inevitability as possible i 
I was texting about this with Tyler. Um, you know, Malik's Malik and Hauser are most likely gone. Tyson's 50-50. Tyson's 50-50. Um Pierre, where would he um, go? He's gone. Um, but like this is all setting up for them to get a couple awesome portal additions and for Trey Holloman to have the nuclear money ball season in a no show. Oh no. <laughs> Trey Holloman shows up and for that. Trey Holloman, Trey Holloman's gonna drop 56 points in a money ball game this summer. <laughs> and then, hit eight threes. Yeah, nine threes, twelve assists. And then he's going to come out against whatever fucking low major we play before the Champions Classic. Like Western. And go like two for 16. (laughs) I will give Trey credit. He does play pretty good defense. He does. He played pretty well. He played pretty well in his limited minutes. But he needs to work on his jump shot. And if he can get his jump shot going, he he might be a pretty dangerous weapon for us at at some point. When you remember that... When you oh, remember that Trey Holloman is a football player, his jump shot makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's you true. know how football players who play basketball shoot <laughs> just like that. Um. Yeah, I think I think Tyson's gone. I really do. I think you know, especially with him deleting that Instagram post of like, "Who am I going to sit next to on the planes?" Or he just wants to be shy and like, you know. Quiet it out. Joey's gone. I think Joey's gone. It's obvious. Um, but yeah, if 25 doesn't come back, I wouldn't be sad. I mean, he's it, I hate shitting on him, but he's made it he's made a, a legacy out of one game from four from three and a half years ago. Am I wrong? He never really developed like we thought he was going to. And and I know uh someone told me he had like 20 points against Kentucky, but I'm just Excuse me, I'm just going to ignore that for for my um, point to be valid. He's he's made a, he's made a legacy game off of uh, off of Seton Hall, but you know if he comes back, you know it's leadership. But like, who's the alpha dog? Who's the alpha dog? AJ's the closest. AJ yeah. is the closest. Tyson could be the alpha dog, but AJ I think he played great. I think if Tyson wants to come back, I Tom should tell him, give him a metaphorical set of keys. This is your team. You call their shit out when you need to. You are the captain. And if you and if I can tell that it's slipping away from you, I'm giving it to someone else. AJ, hell, even one of the freshmen if they show they have some nuts. There's gonna be some attrition, I'd think, if Tyson comes back because Yeah. I mean, you got to there'd be a lot of guards. There'd be a lot of cooks in the kitchen in that situation. AJ, Tyson, Aikens, Trey Holloman and and Fears. Um so I don't know, you know, I don't know how you split up those minutes or if anyone would want to leave in that case and go get more minutes somewhere else. I think that's also entirely possible, but yeah. um maybe yeah, you're right know. would be right about Aikens leaving. I don't think so. I think I think Aikens is, is definitely like locked in. He's staying. The ideal starting five for next season is AJ Tyson, Aikens, Xavier Booker, 
uh, Carson Cooper. That's 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 that that's got to be the five next season by Hooker by Crook. Do you and think Boulder's your sixth man? What about what are your thoughts on Mahdi? Uh, Mahdi is what he is. Um, he's played himself out of a starting center spot. Honestly, he's a good defensive presence, um, but like that's kind of all I expect out of him. I expect I expect every fifth game for him to have two blocks and six points, and for the other games for him to have two points and three fouls. Yeah, I mean he was the reason we won the Marquette game. One of the main reasons, and then I mean he disappeared against Kansas State very quickly in the second half. I don't think I saw him. They were too fast. I mean, honestly, they were too fast for him. Yeah, he it was he, just he was, was too fast. He was getting worked by the backdoor cuts. Yeah. It was it was infuriating. It is what it is. And like as much as Pierre has kind of become the the proverbial as much as Pierre's kind of become the butt of a the butt of a the proverbial joke here. Yeah. Um this season like I do think they probably could have benefited a little bit from some solid peer defensive minutes. Like while they were doing that slow that small ball lineup, he could have taken minutes from he could have taken minutes from Malik or or Joey when they needed blows. Because um, none of the centers were getting it done. Madi wasn't getting it done. Jackson Kohler wasn't getting it done. I mean, like all you can hope is that this is a valuable lesson for the staff and they no longer listen to the team when they say we don't need anyone. Because yeah. there they needed they needed another wing and a center from the portal that they just didn't get. I mean it yeah, I I still think we're gonna be a pretty good team next year, but um I I haven't lost faith in that. But I I think I'm safe to say in my opinion if Tom doesn't win with this class, I think it's never going to happen. I, I think he's just too far. I think he's just just age at this point more than anything. You know, I'm, I know you call him Bayheim, and I'm not calling you out. I'm, I understand that 100%, but I'm not ready to go that far yet. I, I think I'll call him Bayheim if he retires with one title. You just, like, if you look at the coaches who only have one title, Right, Beheim, Kevin Ali, um, you know, Bum, Bozo, yeah, it's just Bryce Drew, um, or Brian, Bryce Drew, or Brian Scott, Scott Drew, Scott Drew, Jesus, where the fuck, <laughs> um, Grand Canyon, you oh. know, these coaches who only have one title, it's you know, it's not the elite company. Once you get into the two titles, now you're in with like the Jay Wrights and the John Woodens and Bobby Knights. And, I mean, it, it could still happen. Guys. I mean, Bill Self got his first title in what, 08? Brian Dutcher could potentially be playing for a national championship. And Brian Dutcher uh, gave more money to the Fab Five than the entire, <laughs> than the entire national basketball season. <laughs> so what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. That's weird. I want Dusty. I want FAU and it's I think it's FAU and UConn. You're probably right. And I just think UConn's gonna luck, not luck, because they are a very good team. I I hate them forever, but 
I will give them I will give them the credit. They are really, really good. And they will deserve this. Um wow, one of my final four picks. I got one right. Miami. Um, sweet. But uh SDU, it seems like someone's in the in the uh in the background. Some you have we brought a guest today, didn't you? I did bring a guest today. My girlfriend Emily is here. Um, she's a big fan of the pod. Thank you for you're one of our three or four listeners. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Every week. So I understand you guys have some questions for her, so so fire away. <laughs> okay. Um the the wedding, the the Iowa game. Um was he was he his description on the pod, was it dead on from what actually happened when you saw him oh, during the wedding wow. and you find out you find out they lost? Oh, I well, first of all, this man has um I don't want to say cor corrupted, but I have now been having the ESPN app be one of the highly used apps on my phone. <laughs> all I do is watch the games and get the nice. stats. So I was watching and I saw that it was just not going well. And I was like, oh no, he's just spiraling. I knew he was spiraling in the back room. So he walks into the <laughs> church and I just see. He's fuming, looking for me all around, and yep, sure enough, he gets up on stage and he's just like verbally cussing at me, not at me, but like yeah. right at the situation across the church. I was like, "Stop! They're recording this. Like, hopefully, they're not like zooming in across the bridal party because they're going to be hilarious if the record the wedding recorder zooms in on him for a sec." Yep, I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> oh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah, we know what's funny is like you have the ESPN app on your phone now for updates to see games because then it correlates to how he's doing. Uh -huh. My wife has had that exact same thing. So like, <laughs> like when I go to the games, like the football games, she knows what I don't come home and scream and, and shout and all that. But like, she knows I'm coming home happy or sad. Oh yeah. So I learned I learned very quickly that if. If I didn't have the ESPN app, if he wasn't responding, they were not doing well. So then I got the ESPN app so I could get the live updates. Um, what was his reaction Thursday night? Like, were you were you two together? Oh, this man, he is so good. <laughs> he came over and watched the game with my mom and my grandma, and I told wow. him beforehand, I said, "You have to, you know, you can't say anything. You have to keep it within." And he kept it within the entire I was cussing a little bit under my breath. He kept it <laughs> calm the entire time. And then I'm Wow. Like, Are you leaving? He's like, Yep. And he got in his car and head off. I but... screamed fuck at the top of my lungs. I was in the car. I turned the ignition. <laughs> but to his credit, he did not do that at all in front of my grandma. He cares. He cares. That's good. I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so what was your first, I'm just curious now, like my wife's first moment with me and she realizing how big of an MSU fan I am probably was the 2015 final four when we beat Louisville, 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 and how crazy I went during that. And then subsequently how pissed off I can get when we lost to Duke a couple days later. And I um, yeah, might have thrown a PlayStation controller, but 
you know, that's neither here nor there. I am, I am grown from that. Um, but what was your first moment with him? I, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm just curious. Like, what was your first? No, moment we are. Where, <laughs> that, what's that? No, we are. We are making fun of him a little bit. <laughs> it's not a roast or anything. I'm just, I just think it's cool that you're on here. So like, what was your first moment with him where you were like, man, he, this is like ingrained in him. This is like in his bones, his DNA. You know what I'm going to say? No. <laughs> Probably football season with Hazleton. Uh-huh. So it, was, it was the game against Western. So the first uh-huh. game of the season. And we went up uh, to tailgate and they, it, I mean, they should have blown them out of the water. If I remember correctly, it was like, Closer game than it should have been. Yeah, yeah. And, but they were winning, and he was getting pissed. And I was like, okay, but we're winning. Like, why are you upset? And he's like, it should be better. And I was like, but we're winning. Like, it's just good. And then he was just not happy with the score. And I was like, okay, buckle up, girl. <laughs> if, you, if you latched on to that, and especially through how shitty the rest of that football season got for outside of, like, two more weeks – like you're ride or die. So I, I, I admire you for that 100%. Like my wife, like when we beat Michigan in 2017, we were with a bunch of friends who are Michigan fans and I was at their house and I was like the SpongeBob meme where he's like red face, like he's holding it in. Like I had to be like that around them. And the second we got in the car, I just like, I think I burst one of her eardrums. I was just yelling so loud, so happy talking so much shit. Cause I just got it flung my way the entire night and then we won. But like, and I'm, I just, when <laughs> we got back to our apartment, I'm like, okay, a little overreaction. And, uh, but I'm like, thank, I said, I think you're good. Cause we were engaged at that point. I'm like, okay, so we're still engaged after tonight. <laughs> That's good. Cause I was saying a lot of shit after that, but, um, yeah, and like you know, I'm I'm about to have a daughter in a couple months, or like a sick, holy crap, eight weeks, and uh, like I thought about it after this Kansas State game, I'm like, do I really want to put my daughter through this shit? Right. Like, maybe when she's old enough to go to a game, I'll like kind of talk to her and be like, here's what it's like being a Michigan State fan, and then let her make up her mind. <laughs> Like, I'm going to take you to games, and if you like it, cool, you're coming with me. If you don't want to come, and you might see Dad upset, I completely understand. <laughs> but, like, it, yeah, I think I – you especially with the, with the football season and then the basketball season going a little haywire at times, uh, that's, that's a hell of a one-two punch to get to know someone and also get to, like, endure because you know we're dumb guys we love sports and you know i don't know if you like i'm not trying to say you're oh you're a woman you don't like sports i'm just i don't know i don't know if you were like that before you met him or you know i don't know were you fans of any were you a fan of any teams um i grew up in a in a sports household okay um, and i went to grand valley so i mean not, they weren't the best when i was there in football but like right. i like sports but definitely my um Sports watching has increased <laughs> meeting this man. So, yes. The ESPN logo was probably burned into his TV on the yes. corner. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, it was. It's really cool to have you on here. Like it, 
you know, my wife's, I mean, shoot, we had my wife on a couple times. Uh, gosh, the female presence on Bacon Wire has not been the greatest. Um, I but, feel honored. I feel honored. I did, I sent a picture to my family group chat and my sister responds, better eat paper. It's not real. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of our, one of our friends who listens to the pod texted me, he's like, I need to see the video of him eating eating the paper. I'm like, so I'm not gonna post that on main, but like it Zoom records all you know everything. So I'm like, yeah. I might chop it down and just like keep it here. And if you come over, you can see it. Like <laughs> it was it was Mitch. He's he's mad SD and all that. So I'm like, oh, I feel comfortable with him with showing him that. But I'm like, yeah. like I'm not putting that on main here. Like it, it is funny. It was so good. Um. So how'd the paper, were you okay in the paper? Yeah, no, everything, everything went down and came out okay, so. You didn't, you, you didn't have a mud pie? Nope, no mud pie. Um, I just, I just watched that one, so I had to ask. <laughs> perfect, perfect size yeah. slice. <laughs> um, what, what are your, let's get an outside perspective, not outside, but like, what are your thoughts, Emily, on, on Michigan State football and basketball? I want your thoughts because we're all just kind of sick, twisted in the head, and it could be nice to have someone with a different perspective. Or if you're right there with us, welcome the club. <laughs> um, football was incredibly disappointing this season. <laughs> um, I was, I was, yeah, that's just, I was upset. Um, basketball, I did not expect them to go as far as I would. Yeah. So, um, I was happy, but, and I kept, I kept telling him yesterday, I was like, listen, you didn't even expect them to make it out of the first weekend. Like, let's celebrate right. that win. I always try to be an optimist. Um, but the way that they lost was extremely frustrating. So I understand, yeah. right? Like they were there, like they, they had it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had. Uh, unfortunately, MSU sports will forever be ingrained <laughs> in my life. So. We wouldn't have it any other way. It no, I I love this life. It is the <laughs> best. Right back at it to start next year. Like, yeah, we're we're gonna sit here and bitch. Like SD's gonna be like, I'm not watching college basketball. And then the second football starts to go a little sideways, we're gonna be like, Do we have any basketball stuff we can talk about this week? <laughs> that, that's exactly that's how it went last year. Cause we were looking forward to after, holy crap, like Maybe after the Minnesota game, we tried to like balance basketball and football more because we were like, this is gonna suck ass. So let's just talk about something that makes us a little happier right now. Um hmm. have you watched any Lions games with him? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I feel like we watched. We watched a good few. Yeah. Which which one do you think he was more passionate about? Lions or MSU football? Oh, MSU. Okay. All right. That that lines up with him on the pod for sure. Yeah, because he does. I mean, it, it. The lines are the lines, but like, I don't know. My team. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about it. But uh, I don't know. He's drinking the blue Kool Aid. He's like, look at the every, hat. He's got the hat on. Drip, baby. <laughs> Everyone should be right now. Um, Twenty five million in cap space. Cower in fear. There's still twenty five million. Yep. Yeah. They restructured, yeah. Brad Holmes restructured a bunch of contracts. Everyone Ooh. thought they were going after Bobby Wagner, uh, but know. he's going back to Seattle. So nobody really knows what's going on. 
there's rumors that they're kind of um, Lamar. That they're <laughs> no. There's there's something floating around that they're going to try to restructure Goff's contract to take the brunt. So he gets like a ton of money this season, like a signing bonus type of thing. Yeah, where it gets converted into a signing bonus, and it only affects the cap this season. Ooh. So that basically they can basically going forward for the rest of his contract, they can cut, they him. Can cut him consequence free. Yeah, like if he if he starts to suck next year, they can just be like, "See ya, kick rocks." Yeah, damn, that's kind of nice to have a GM doing making moves. I mean, the Rams, literally everyone's leaving. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just send emails to their season ticket holders. Hey, look, tryouts for the football team are going to be hand- happening. Like, what a downfall. Anyway, anyway. Do you think Detroit would be interested in trading for DeAndre Hopkins? Ooh. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the mar- – I don't know what the – I don't know how they feel. I mean, Chark's not coming back. Um. <laughs> I think he signed elsewhere already. Yeah, he went to the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, he went to the Panthers. I heard an interesting thing about uh, DJ Chark. He played at LSU for the Tigers, got drafted to the Jaguars, went (laughs) to the Lions, and now the Panthers. They said he's the true Sir Per. And then he's got to go to the Bengals. Yep, yep, that's next. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what their plan is at that third spot. I know the staff loves Khalif Raymond. So I think he might get a little more. I think he might get a little more time. I think it's the clear one-two of Amon Ra and JMO. So I think that's why Shark didn't come back. They didn't really see the value proposition. Um, I don't know where D Hop would fit in. Um, honestly, I think I think they would be better off drafting a, a wide receiver. Could I interest you in a Jaden Reed, perhaps? Yeah, um, mid mid round or you know, second, third round. Yeah. Tillman, Pretty harmless pick. So we'll we'll see, um, but no, I I think they're going to try to restructure Goff's contract, um, and and make this a de facto prove it year. Yeah. Do you, so then, do you think if they do that, they're probably going to draft a quarterback, right? Do you think they're going to go for it? Um, I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll. Um, that's an interesting thing. One of my friends is convinced they're going to take Anthony Richardson, which I think would be disaster. If he, you think they they're thinking for four quarterbacks in the first five picks? Yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that's I think that's reaching. Um, I think Will Anderson is just too good to not go in the to to not mess some of that rhythm up. Um, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens though. I do think Jalen Carter has kind of slipped down the boards a little bit to I the benefit the of the Lions. I, I bet he's going to the Bears. You know, Bill Pol- I I think Brad Holmes does subscribe to to the best player available theory of drafting. So you know, I don't think he's necessarily going to reach for someone like Devin Witherspoon or um, Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez, one of the cornerbacks. Um, at at six, I do believe like if if Stroud if Stroud somehow by like whatever voodoo magic bullshit. Drops to six, he won't. He's going one. He'll be two. wearing Honolulu. Like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Um, I mean, yeah, I do think they're. I do think they're going to try to make a play in free agency next season if if golf regresses. Lamar. <laughs> I do believe Lamar can get tagged again. Yeah, I'm. I think I think he's got another two years with the Ravens. I, I think they're. 
no one's going after him because they don't want to do all the dirty work for Baltimore just to come in and go, yeah. Well, no, they don't want to do guaranteed money. That's what, that's what this, it's not about like doing the dirty work for the Ravens. It was like, no, no owner wants to give out guaranteed contracts. And they're pissed at Haslam for giving him, for giving them out. So they're going to, I mean, I think Lamar deserves it. It's that's just my opinion. He does. Yeah. He deserves every penny of the Deshaun's contract. I think I said this a few weeks ago. He's every bit as good as Deshaun with 24 less, uh, with 24 less allegations of sexual assault. (laughs) No brainer. Yeah. Like all around pretty, like a, a genuinely good person, it seems like. And he's getting dragged by GM. Like he's getting blackballed by this whole thing. It's just weird. But I don't know what's going to happen. I thought it was funny when I when I sent that in our group chat that the that someone was spreading the rumor of the Falcons trading for Stafford. I'm like, I just, I just, I knew it wasn't going to happen, Carl. I'm just like, that would be, I don't know why you would do that. Why? I, like I, I, I read through it. I was really a big fan of the fact that like whoever wrote that was like, they don't want to go for Lamar, but they want to roll the dice with a third round pick. Really? And that is, that seems to be the, that seems to be the perception of everywhere in the league, except for in flowery branch, which is mind boggling and really frustrating to me. I love football. I think if the Ravens came out straight up and said, we're not matching for Lamar, give us your best offer then then it's different like if they said seriously we're not going to match him we give us a quarterback as one of your trade you know trade offers they're truly at like one of the biggest impasses just because i think they don't want to lose him yeah but he does not want to be there anymore he might just think he could sit out i bet he could i believe he said he'll play on the tag but he, he might not report till august yeah. He does not have the important thing is he doesn't have to sign the tag until week 10. Yeah. So he can, he can technically like, like sit until week 10 and like not get fined, like not do any of that. Like he won't face any consequences for, for sitting out the first 10 weeks of the season. That's and insane. honestly, if I'm Lamar, I'd do it. Yeah. I would consider that. Keep in shape, you know, do throwing and everything, do everything you normally do, save your body. And that might force the Ravens to go next this time next year. We're done. We're trading you. Find a trade. Find a trade partner. We're done. Well, if he plays on the tag for 10 weeks, at the start of the new league year, is he a free agent or what's the deal there? I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is. I know. All I know is he doesn't have to sign the tag until week 10. That's all I know. I don't know how it works in terms of time served. I don't know how any of that works. I just know he doesn't have to. I don't. I know he doesn't have to put pen to paper until week. I really so do I, it that way. You will. I really just like. I hope he does come in at week ten, and in those first nine weeks, I hope the Ravens look awful offensively. They're just so, owing. They're owing. So nine. they know. So they know what they Dylan. Have. Dylan, my sweet prince, turn the pot off. Dylan, Dylan, please don't listen. He agree, but he agrees though. He he agrees that. Lamar should be paid, but yeah, I, I don't know. I it, I don't know. I don't think the Ravens front office understands like what they have with Lamar, and I just hope they realize it when they stink without him. If 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 the Rams had draft picks like up the butt, 
I would be I would be on this pod every week saying you need to call them and offer them whatever it takes to get him. Mm-hmm. Like I would I would be one of those teams. You need to you need to barge the door down. Mm-hmm. Offer them. And if he stays them, so what? At least you tried it. At least you give your fan base some juice, like, hey, we tried to get Lamar, it didn't work out. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how this folds out, you know. And I, I also am starting to wonder what's gonna happen with uh Rodgers and the Jets. Yeah, they don't <laughs> seem to be making much progress there it's, either. It's not moving, and it would be so fucking funny if the Jets sign all these players and then end up having to trade for someone like I don't think not Stafford, but like like a Matt Stafford, or like sign Ryan Tannehill or someone. And then, like, Robert Soleil loses his job because they missed the playoffs. Like, that'd be rough. That'd be rough and really unfair. Oh, for that'd be awesome. Because the Packers could literally just – Packers have all – I think they have all the weight, all the um, momentum. The leverage, yeah. They have the leverage. Packers want, the Packers want two number ones, right? Or do they want three? They want, two, I, I think they want two. I think – It's a fair price. Yeah, I think that's right. fair, especially if you're the Jets and you're in your championship window starting to open I mean, up yeah. yeah and if it if it bottoms say say he does get traded for two first of the jets and they win a super bowl this year i mean that's worth it 100 percent. i really think the jets can make the playoffs with like any non like any like some sort of quarterback with a pulse like that i mean zach wilson is just awful we know that mm-hmm. i mean joe flacco was like 40 and then mike white is just I, like I, I think a backup who gives you good you know, playing time when like Tannehill, I think Tannehill could work. Yeah, maybe you could get them to the playoffs. His familiarity with Todd Downing, but Downing is just an awful offensive it, coordinator. It's just going to be interesting to see the closer we get to draft. If that'd be so fucking funny, if the Packers are like, dude, we're not doing this. And Rogers just goes, okay, I'm retiring. Well, it seems like they're done with him. They, the, the GM has said multiple times we're done. Yeah, like they want to move over. on with Jordan Love. It's it's Jover. Um, he's they're finished. It's done. Jordan Love's time. Good luck to him. Good luck to Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, the Jets got to make the move. The Jets got to the Jets got to nut up and throw them the the first round picks they want, or just they got to get it done sooner rather than later. Or else or else something's going to happen. Some something will happen on the right field. Like they're going to wait forever to get it done, and all the good quarterbacks are going to be taken in free agency. And then they're going to be so they're going to be SOL with that, with that position. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we're I think good tonight, right? Well, there's one MSU football thing we didn't touch on. Oh yeah, yeah, go for Couple it. Things, I think. Uh, Saeed Saeed Quinn, sadly, Khalif. I know, but that was Bob Quinn. Oh, Saeed Quinn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, he's that type of general manager. I'm not upset about this at all. If anything, this gave me more optimism going forward. I was arguing with someone on Facebook about it. They were like, hard to spin this as a positive. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's literally the office space thing with the Bobs. Like, so what is it that you do? He offered 12 tight ends this cycle. And how many committed? Like one? There were more tight ends. One. There were more tight ends in. There were more tight ends than fucking offensive linemen on this team. We don't even use tight ends. We don't. 
We one of them converted to tight ends. One of them was a D two transfer because you wanted his cousin, and then his cousin, and then his cousin fucked you. Who you look that? like a bitch. You were made to look like a bitch, and you should have been fired. Um, these past couple Tucker hires, I think, have been really good. Deron Reynolds, Jim Salgado. Um, so whoever ends up uh, getting hired in Saeed Khalif's place or Saeed Quinn's place, uh, I think it'll be pre- I it. I think it'll be a good one. So I, I certainly hope it will. Hmm. Let's let's get some positivity back on the MSU football train. Announce Kane I mean, Hauser. That's uh, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna lose my shit if if I'm gonna randomly start screaming when when Cass and I are watching a movie. If 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 if, if like Tucker comes out after the spring game and says Peyton Thorne's a starter again, it's gonna be the Kermit falling off the building gift. Like well, what's gonna happen is like it's gonna get to April and it's gonna be the spring game and they're they're gonna have like Thorn taking first team snaps and then and then boo him. taking boo second team and, and Kaiten taking second team snaps and then he's just gonna say nothing's definite yet, but it's like dog, what was the point of all I, of like spring winter workouts then? I'm I'm going to the spring game. I want I'm I will be there. Do uh, we remember what it was in twenty twenty one when it was Thorn and Russo? I think they split. I think they split first. I would figure then I would figure it's probably gonna be like more of that. I'm the dumbass who said Russo was gonna start. We all did. We all kind of we all did. Because we know Thorne isn't good. (laughs) Like I guess the the whole reason I believed in Thorne so much at the beginning was basically because he looked better than Rocky. Yeah. Which is not a very high high bar. I'll do respect to Rocky. It wasn't a high bar to clear. Um and um, yeah, and then he ma- and then he looked good with Kenneth Walker, and then after that, yeah, not a, doesn't look like a power five quarterback. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have an aneurysm if uh, if Peyton Thorns announced starter, and his Tyler and I made this point. Tyler and I made this point earlier in the week, right? It's it's like you pay you pay Jay Johnson a million dollars a year, uh, basically to evaluate quarterback talent. If he can't find a quarterback better than Peyton Thorne, then he should not be making a million dollars. Then what is he here for? Right. Because what's not going to Dante Moore, right? Obviously. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So I don't, yeah. If he can't, if he can't find a better quarterback than Peyton Thorne, then there's a fucking problem. I have questions about the wide receiver position. I yeah. mean, we know it's Keon and Trey Mosley up at the top, but after that, where do you go? Is uh, Montori Foster still on the team? Yeah, but per- okay. but personally, no disrespect to the guy that doesn't inspire a lot of hope in me. Yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be one of the new young guys. I think it could be like Jalen Smith, or it could be oh, uh, who's the other kid? Elijah Johnson, I think his name is. So someone's gonna come out of nowhere and be that clutch second or third guy. It might as well. I honestly think that right behind Coleman and Mosley, it's completely wide open. I mean, I've already Russell, seen some. Um, I've already seen some draft people talk about. Oh, check out Keon Coleman for next year. So I'm like, okay, cool. This should be a, a showcase year. Like they should. Yeah. Like Jay Johnson, if he had a brain, would would start Caton and say, "All right, you know, when you're in trouble, throw it to Keon." Keon should get like ten targets a game. Yeah, she get ten to fifteen targets a game minimum. If he doesn't have two touchdowns opening night against 
Are we playing like Central or something? Sure, that sounds right. Central <laughs> against uh, directional school. Um, insert directional school here, <laughs> and there's a problem because it seems like we always play a directional school for to start. Central yeah. this year, it's Central. It's Central, yeah. It's it's Friday. I think Friday, September first, or it or is Central. Is it Friday, September's, September first? I'm pretty September second. Sure. Okay, now we'll get moved to the first. Okay. We're playing Richmond in football. That might be a game I'm going to skip, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, remember, uh, remember at the end of last season, uh, Jim McElwain uh, went on to Central's twenty four seven board and promised that next season would be better. Yeah, he went on their two four seven board. Yeah, he went on there. He <laughs> logged on to their two four seven board. And start like in their like post game thread, whatever their it was like either after the Western game or like a game they got like they they got shit housed in. He logged on and was like, "Yeah, this is Coach McElwain here. Um, I didn't love the effort from the guys this season, uh, but next season will be a lot better." Uh, you guys try to fill the dead air while I try to find it. Would, everything is everything is clearly all good in uh in Mount Pleasant. It, that would be so funny if Mel Tucker did that on the Red Cedar message board. Holy shit! I would want him gone like immediately. Like, that thing would have a thousand replies a minute within the first ten to fifteen minutes. There'd be so many people just torching him on that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I totally forgot he did that. That's fucking hilarious. So. This is, it's never been confirmed that this was actually Jim McElwain, okay? Mm. But uh, this is what he said. This is head coach Jim McElwain, and I wanted to post on here to communicate with our fans or alumni that this past season was unacceptable. Uh, There was not a single person on this staff or in this locker room that is anywhere near happy with our on-the-field production. I'm here to let you know we won't accept failure on the field in the classroom. This upcoming season will be a significant improvement, and that's a problem. Stay tuned for some exciting developments. Fire up chips. Uh, that sounds a poster, like him. A poster on the board uh, commented on that thread. Uh, I took the liberty of sending a screenshot of this thread's original post to the CMU Athletic Department to ask if this was really uh, a post from Coach Mack. I got a response about an hour later. Although they couldn't say for absolute certain, if I had to guess, it was from him directly. <laughs> the, a- the AD is saying <laughs> the athletic department. <laughs> this 50 like, to 14 blowout in week one is gonna be rough for them. What if that's why Matt Weiss got fired? He was posting on he was posting on MGO blog. <laughs> he's he's re- he was really um Oh, I'm trying to. I, I knew a username on there. It was pretty shitty, but whatever. Uh, all, all of them are. But um, yeah. I'm. I don't know. It's football season, I guess. But off season for both. Off season. You know, we're probably gonna go back to doing uh, one every two weeks. Or if we want to talk, we'll come on and talk. Um, but I know that once my baby comes, I'm probably gonna take a, a hiatus, and Carter and SD are gonna going to keep the ship going as they always do they're the bread they're the secret sauce they're the they're the main ingredients and i'm just i'm just the captain 
you know, I, I steer the ship and I upload the pod and uh, pay for Zoom, like you said. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, I got to cut off the pod because Lucas pays for Zoom and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remember the halcyon days of the pandemic when I was still when I was still an MSU student and had Zoom for free? Oh, that was great, man. They I should... still have it. That's that's great. I I don't know. I'm paying for the thing, but I might just pay for a year up front next time they give me a deal. Um, don't have to worry about it for six. Like then you like six months free or something. I really should have done it. Um, but yeah, that won't happen until sometime in May. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and uh, that's when we sleep. Well, I won't be sleeping in May, but you know, um. We'll just kind of we'll just kind of record when we feel like it, or if there is obviously if there is stuff that happens with MSU, then we can come on and do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if we get if we get like a big transfer or something, or like we can talk the Final Four next week or something. Speaking of Final Four, um, how what do you think Indiana boosters are thinking right now that Dusty May <laughs> took Florida Atlantic to the final? I I wonder what the Google search. Uh, how many Google searches there were in in the Indiana region for Mike Woodson buyout. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth asking. Probably trying to find out how much, yeah, how much he has left. I'm going to look right now too. I'm curious. Dusty May, was he an Iowa alum or was he just like a coach under Bob Knight? He was, he was a student manager. And I think Knight brought him on as like a, as like a GA or whatever. I'm looking real quick. Hmm. Coaching career. It doesn't say. Oh yeah, yeah. Student manager, uh, undergrad student manager is under at Indiana under Bob Knight from '96 to 2000. After graduation, you have video administ video and administrative roles of both USC and Indiana before landing his first assistant coaching job at Eastern Michigan. Then he went to Murray State and UAB, then Louisiana Tech. Took an assistant job. He was an assistant at Mike under Mike White at Florida after Billy Donovan left. Hmm. And then he's been here for wow, he's been there for what four years? Five he's years. Awesome. Four, four and a half, five years. Wow. I mean, yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, pretty steady. Like his worst year is 13 and 10, 2021, whatever, COVID year. But like they've gotten better every year. And 19 and 15 last year to 35 and three. Holy shit. That is insane. Um, yeah, I'm going to look up his buyout real quick. Mike Woodson. Let's see. I wonder if I type B. No, it doesn't. It goes Mike Woodson beard. All right. It's a good six, one. Six year deal, 18 million. So that's not the worst thing to buy. Performance bonuses could take it north of twenty million. <laughs> well, five hundred thousand, five hundred fifty thousand dollars is paid by Indiana the school with two and a half million paid by promo income and marketing. Interesting. That's probably how most of them work. Their basketball boosters are loaded. They'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Woodson will have to pay a buyout of three million. Uh, if he was to resign before his job was over, uh, before March 31st, 2024, after that date, Woodson's bout is 500K. So in a year, he could leave, pay half a mil and, and walk if he wanted to. 
If Woodson is fired without cause before April 1st, 2025, the school would have to pay him 100% of his remaining salary until the end of the deal. Okay. If he's fired after April 1st, 2025, that payout is decreased to 50% of the remaining deal. So maybe they're hoping Dusty May, I mean, Indiana, yeah, Indiana boosters could buy him out right now. Call it good. That's okay. So three million, he's been there, what, two years? Mm-hmm. So 12 million, see, you owe him 12 million and change. That's, that's nothing. You can you can cut that check pretty easy. I'd I'd be surprised if they didn't try it. There's definitely there's definitely I bet there's discussions in that building somewhere, or like the text group of admin of uh, boosters going. So what do we think about Dusty May here? Well, Mike Woodson's we'll like seventy three, isn't he? He's old, yeah. Yeah. Woodson or Dusty May will be in Indiana eventually. It's going to be. I think it's within the next two to three years. Somewhere, somewhere big. I mean, didn't I know it's Ryan said Penn State should throw the should throw the, the Brinks truck at him. But I don't, they I don't were, think he'd take Penn State. I don't think he'd go there. They offered somebody a contract. I don't remember who. And Micah went to Notre Dame, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, good. That guy was starting he to get a huge him. contract. Good for him. South Bend's a pretty cool city. Cool, cool, decent basketball stadium. Maybe I'll go there and they'll win this or they'll lose this time to Michigan State. <laughs> Maybe not get whooped by 35. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good pod. I think we're done. Mike Rhodes, that's who it is. VCU's head coach was offered oh. by Penn State. Hmm. Did I wonder if they wonder if interesting. I wonder if they said he said no. Hmm. Well, good luck to them. Um all right. Well, I think we're done. Um, I can't see if Emily's there, but if she isn't or is, thanks for coming on. It was great to meet you. E meet you. Yes. Thanks for having me. You're, wel- you're welcome anytime. Open uh, invite. If if SD says you can't come on, don't listen to him. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> okay, Lucas will still you send Twitter you the Zoom link. You can, you can DM me the Zoom link. Yeah, yeah. I'll send. Yeah, I'll have to. He'll have, have to show me your Twitter so I can follow you. <laughs> Uh, I made it specifically so I could see what he was tweeting off of Bacon Wire because I did not oh. have Twitter. We all have our brand. Like Carter, uh, Carter can sometimes be our ghostwriter, but like we both, SD and I both have our brand. So like you can, I thought about it first. Like we should put like a little dash Lucas or dash SD, but I'm like, nah, people know who we are. <laughs> That's a good thing. I don't think we have, I don't think we have to, to segregate it anymore or to, to clarify it anymore. Um, uh, fellas, Emily, thanks for, thanks for being here tonight. Um, RAP and peace MSU basketball. Um, Lord carry them now. And we will, uh, we'll talk, talk in a week or two and we'll, uh, we'll go from there and uh, everybody uh, go green. Go white. Go white. Go white.